0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Zach. Zach. Sang. Show. Hello,
1: beautiful human. Alexander Stewart. Gonna be in this studio in a second, but first, I wanna change the way you sleep for the better. I wanna give you a free mattress. Seriously, I, I wanna give you the mattress that changed my life. It's called the Vibersonic, it's a mattress. Incredible memory foam. When you get hot, it gets cold. Plus, it has an adjustable bed, so like it aligns with your spine. Plus, it's a giant speaker. You heard me. It connects with your sound system. So movies, video games, podcasts, meditation, all hits different. So if you want one for free, click the link below to get one. Merry Christmas.
0: Instead of swiping on Tinder, go swipe through our TikToks. At Zach Sang Show.
1: Uh, hello, beautiful human. I'm Zach. That is Dan. We welcome to the studio. Alexander Stewart. woo And Damn. you come in and you say, nice to see you again, because I have met you once. I wanted to ask you so badly about this, if you remember. Yeah, I do. When and where? So it was Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. It was in like a basement green room <laughs> yeah. that was serving as a green room for some radio concert. Mm-hmm. And I think I was there either with Jake Miller, or Why Don't We, or both. Pretty both. And then I saw you. You saw me. Yeah. And this is at a moment in time where, like, I, people have been reckoning like, at that, it was years ago. How many years ago? Like, eight years ago? I think probably, because f- f- that would have
2: f- f- five or six, probably five or six, because I would have been s- 18,
1: 24 now, six years ago. Yeah, you were a baby, I think. I was, I was tiny. And you, you were like... Uh, I, you recognize me, yeah, as Zach sang, and I remember it very vividly because it was like, I don't know, it was just one of the I don't know why I remember it so vividly, but I do. I remember that moment, and you were really nice and kind, <laughs> and you told me that you made music, and uh yeah, th- th- this is the same interaction, right? Yeah, it's it literally the exact so so
2: that was probably the first because I was I had I was opening that show for them, and it was the first proper show I'd like ever played. Ever wow, and I was like, I'm just like, was so obviously into like I've been into music since the day I was born, and like it was just such an exciting time, and like my parents were there, and it was a whole thing, and I'd watch your interviews, and I remember being there, and just like, why don't we was there, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's the craziest things ever happened. Um, so everyone, I was just I was just like, I saw you, and I was like, I gotta say hi. You're
1: very <laughs> <high>. obviously, <laughs> yeah, I had no real idea the weight of that day because I remember that day very vividly. For a bunch of reasons, because, like, when I went to a competing radio stations concert, like, I was not on Mix at the time. I was on the competing radio station, which was the Vibe, because that was, like, a Mix Christmas show, and I was in town for another Christmas show. I remember it being really freaking cold. And then I also remember very vividly realizing how hard the guys of Why Don't We were working, because they were— so hard. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And I had been on a bunch of different, like— promo runs where they'd be at radio stations that I happened to be working at. And we just, like, it would coincide, right? I'd be in town while they would also be in town. Mm. And there'd be moments where they would do, like, you know, four different radio appearances in a span of 24 hours. And I, I remember seeing downstairs in this there tiny you. green room, they had these giant fucking computers because they needed to play video games. So, like, I <laughs> like I, I remember seeing that and being, it was so tiny and so stuffy down there. And yet they still had room for these giant well, looked like giant PCs, like fat back computers. If and I they just brought correctly. on tour with them? Yeah, to play video games. That's amazing. Yeah, they're really crazy. I love them. You know
2: what? So, so that day, I have to tell you the story now. That day was also wild for me because I'd flown in from, from Toronto where I was born and raised and living at the time. And my parents were both supposed to come. And it was supposed to be this like really exciting thing. And I get this phone call. So so we have our little dog. His name is Archie. He's like this anxious, anxious Australian shepherd poodle mix. And so he can't really be left alone. But they were like, we want to come see her for a show. So they 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 bring my dog to like the local like dog walker, and like yeah. she like houses the dogs for a while if the parents want to like go do things. And I remember my 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 dad came and my mom didn't, because my dog escaped from the house and ran 18 blocks. And I love my dog so much. So I remember being like, I was horrified that day, but he ran 18 blocks through a public park through like 11 lanes of traffic back home, to our front oh. porch and so I remember being so distraught that day being like my dog is dead but also this is like the best day of my life so it was a really really weird <laughs> freaking day but your dog lived he
1: lived yeah made it all the way to your house yeah
2: my pa- my mom was on the plane and she got off the plane like freaking out oh, went I home
1: it. that's what any good pet parent would they do had they had to yeah. I mean yeah. I would do the Sorry. same thing it was crazy. That, oh the God. whole day was wild. Wait, that's m- my worst nightmare. It's my It was my worst nightmare. That's, I was freaking out. <laughs> but isn't that, like, those are the stories you hear of, like, dogs that make it back home. They just know where they're going. I don't know how he knew. Like, people said they saw him, like, panting in the park, like, waiting to, like, catch his breath to go back home. Oh, my God. And he's just in the porch. I, I had no idea until today when we were doing a deep dive that you are Canadian, and a part of your fascination with music comes from learning it in school, right? Like absolutely, you, yeah. it, Which is a luxury and something that like Canada has that like like here in America we don't have, right? Like yeah, CanCon and the way they support artists is really special it's and the
2: huge. Artists. It's major. I think it's probably a lot of the reason why so many artists are Canadian because it's it's such a huge focus on music in Canada, which has been, like, it was, like, life-changing for me. I mean, I was such a loser in school. <laughs> I hated school. Um, I would I would literally hang out in the vocal room in high school, like, every single day. It, and my vocal teacher was, like, the like, she was just the best. She would let me, like, literally skip class to go, like, record covers for YouTube and, like, basically just try to, like, follow this dream. Like, thinking back now, I'm, like, bold of, let like, let a 16-year-old just, like, leave to go, like, make music. But it was the only thing that, like, that's the only thing I wanted to do and I think everyone kind of just knew that but everyone is so supportive and, and, the, and the music classes are there's so many of them and the music teacher is amazing I had a co-op teacher tell me which is like the complete opposite where you basically go into like a workspace yeah. and it ended up being amazing because I went to my dad's my dad owns a studio so Recording I used to studio. I did it there which was life changing but my, my co-op teacher sat me down when I was 15 years old and was like so what do you want to do and I was like I don't know he was like well it's too late now to decide. So you're kind of just going to have to figure it out. And I remember like going home and bawling. Being That's a like, crazy thing to say to a kid. To a 15 year old? Yeah. Literally insane. I barely hit puberty at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember going home and being like, I've wasted my life. Like, I don't know what I want to do. Like I should, I should know that I want to be like a doctor by now or something crazy. So yeah, music was a a very, a very, very large part, especially in high school for me.
1: Oh, that's really interesting that like, okay. So there's a teacher like that, that push puts a ton of pressure, most really unneeded pressure on you. Yeah. Absolutely. Parallel to that is like a really cool school system that is allowing your talents to flourish and thrive and like giving you opportunity and access to resources and even letting you take time out of school to be at a recording studio.
2: Yeah I mean That's exactly so cool. it it's it, it was it was really influential my my dad my parents I mean I'm so forever grateful for my parents and what they've just like supported me through all of it. And um, the funny part is that teacher, that co-op teacher that told me that it was too late to say what I wanted to do at 15 years old. Also, let me go work at my dad's studio for half the day, every second day. And that was like my workplace I went to. So I don't know if that was his like way of being
1: like, I've given up on you, like do whatever you want, but it was great. It (laughs) It worked perfectly. So how do you end up like, what is your relationship to covers today? Like... You still continue to do covers, but at the same time, you're crafting original records and they are going viral too. Yeah. But like, is there a digital strategy or like, can you just give me some insight there? 100%. So when I started,
2: just, I started with making covers on YouTube when I was 16 or 15 or 16. And it was basically like, you know, like Sean Mendes was doing it and Charlie Puth was doing it and Alyssa Carr was doing it. And I was like, how on earth am I going to like try to get into the music industry like at home. And I remember going to my dad and being like, I'm going to record a cover and put it on YouTube. And he was like, what is the point of that? (laughs) I was like, trust me. And so I made the worst video you could ever imagine. Like I sounded terrible. It looked terrible, but it got like a hundred views. And my dad was like, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So we started doing them together. And like the whole point of doing the covers the whole time was just so that people would like care enough about me to go listen to the music I made and so I did covers on YouTube and it kind of just snowballed to the point where it became like a career almost of like making covers on YouTube by like 18 years old. And I remember I like sat down with my family and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I stopped making covers. I took them all off Spotify, um, took definitely a large financial hit from doing that too, because it was how I made my money. But I was like, I don't want to just sing covers. So moved to LA, did some original stuff, had, you know, some success, a lot of not success. And then TikTok came along and I was like, you know what? Like, maybe I'll just like try singing another song. I'm to do a cover. Let's see what happened. And it went like so viral. And I was like, so I had this whole like, like restructure of like what, what covers could do for the originals. And so I did basically what I did when I was 16, but like with way shorter form on TikTok because attention spans are now, So short,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's crazy.
2: (laughs) And so I started doing all these covers and mixed in the original music, and the original music started doing better, which was like, you know, like couldn't have made me happier. And now at a point where, I I I love singing, obviously, like I love doing the covers, but I don't, I don't really want to be doing them anymore. But Mm -hmm. also, there's so much pressure to keep your numbers up, so it's like the covers are almost always like a, these will usually do well so it's like if I stop doing them and then all of a sudden my numbers go down I kind of freak out and I'm like oh gotta post more covers and it's it's a it's a thing that I think a lot me and a lot of my friends too, deal with and it's just it's just a it's a weird like pressure now to just essentially stay like I hate this word but like relevant
1: by the way I think like people deal with that in their own ways everybody on social media no matter the size of your profile or how many people are following you it's like everybody looks at their numbers. Everybody feels like they need to stay consistent. Everybody looks at the difference between posts. Everybody, it's hard to say that you don't, you know, and it's it's unhealthy. It's so unhealthy. I think, and by the way, not even
2: just for people that like, you know, use social media for their job, like just anyone on this whole planet. Like I remember in high school, all my friends, it was, it's, it's so harmful. Like, Instagram and TikTok and the like count and like people just so quickly put their own self worth into that number. It's crazy. And it's so heartbreaking because it's like shouldn't be that way, but it is now. Like the whole it's the whole world, but it's 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 pretty wild. It's it's like again with the covers. It's like all I've ever wanted is people to listen to my original music, and I've just basically tried to find any possible way. To make that happen.
1: Do you remember the moment, though, that you felt ready enough to even sit down and write an original song, let alone share it with the world?
2: Yeah. hundred percent. It was, um, I was, so I've been writing music for, like, for forever. My first song was called I Love My Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Dan. So no, it's
1: really funny. Do you not love your mom?
2: <laughs> no, I do. I just... I, I don't think I've ever told the story. I probably was four years old and I like barged into my mom's room on like a Sunday morning and she was so annoyed and she didn't want what so I felt so bad. So I went to my room and it was called, I Love My Mom. And I played it for her. And then I played it for my whole church congregation because she made me. Looking back, that's horrifying. That's yeah. That was my first song. Um but, but also it, sets you up,
1: you know? If you can do that.
2: Hey. Ch- singing a little church choir was my. That was that set everything up for me. Do you remember the lyrics? Yeah, <laughs> sing to Dan like he's your mom. <laughs> okay, so it goes. <laughs> I can't believe I did it. Did <laughs> the, the chorus was, I like my mom, I love my mom, and I know that she loves me. <laughs> That was the chorus. (laughs) Little four-year-old Alexander. Yeah. I mean, for a four-year-old brain, that is pretty good. Guys, can I say it was my first composition? (laughs) It's giving advanced. (laughs) It's, It's giving destined. (laughs) <laughs> my um that's crazy no but I, I remember the first actual session i did i was like 16 and i was horrified i like sat down on the couch with the writers and i just like didn't say a single thing the whole time because i was like they're not gonna like my ideas it's gonna be the worst thing ever do
1: you write stuff before you go into your first session or how do you even approach that and like
2: oh yeah i, I it honestly depends so much i mean a lot of the time if i'm just if i if i'm feeling inspired I'll, I'll i'll just write something and go in with it and then usually it's like a producer and another writer
1: and we'll just like why did you need other people in the room for your first time
2: oh my god I mean I just had no idea what I was doing too I mean I had songs finished and I had them on like the piano I didn't know if they were like I I didn't even know how to record them at this point I didn't know if they were good or bad they're probably mostly bad but when when you when you do sessions a lot of the time it is with you know the producer and a co-writer which I also didn't know at the time either so I walked in the room and there's like a
1: bunch of people and I'm like
2: so intimidating too for again like 16 15 year old loser alexander it was it was a lot
1: but you've amassed a certain amount of success because of your covers so you're going into a room with that's been set up for you essentially i know it but it's 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 it was just at the time it was so different because the covers like they're written like they are hits already
2: yeah. and so and also i didn't like i think there was a part of me too that that which i think i still struggle with today which is like i don't know if people actually like care what i have to say so to sit in there and like you know you basically sit there and talk to all these people what's going on in your life and like what's blah, blah 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 and you rant and you cry and you laugh and you just like talk about your life but then i'm like and i think this probably goes back to like a long time ago but like i i was i'm, I'm still perpetually scared of like saying something in a room and people like internally being like Ugh, like mm. bad or like we shouldn't do that, and I think it's gone way better with time. Um, and I'm much more confident now than I was, obviously, seven, eight years ago. But when I did that first session, it was, it was, I was like, I was just petrified. And it's not a good place to write a song when you're petrified. <laughs> yeah.
1: But what are we learning now after? He never will. Oh my God! I mean, songwriting wise. I mean, dude, there's so much. Also, you have a bunch of single singles that have amassed originals that have amassed crazy numbers real fucking plays on tiktok that convert to streams so are you writing now like have you found a group of people that you feel comfortable enough to share an idea without
2: feeling that i mean a hundred percent i i it took a few years but basically when you kind of move out here and 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 start in the whole like la songwriting community you basically just work with everyone you can if they want to work with you because you just want to find your I wanted to find my people and I know I've talked to a lot of my friends and it's the same thing and and so I did I was doing an unbelievable amount of sessions like I was doing like nine sessions a week which is crazy because I, I mean at that point it's like what else do I have to say like mm-hmm. I've written everything mm-hmm. I could possibly want to write but I just want to find people that I loved and I did I found a really really amazing group of, of human beings that I feel so like loved and trusted around and and like even um a few weeks ago, I went on this on this writing writing camp with two of my favorite humans uh, to Palm Springs, and we just went there for three days. And like, we got some songs that were just like, did- things I'd never thought I'd ever possibly write about, but we did. So it's, it was it was it was a really
1: beautiful experience. Did any of these people do "I Wish You Cheated" with you?
2: Yeah. Rolo and Adam and TMS. Adam was probably the first. So Adam here, I was a producer, and he was the he was the first producer I ever walked into a room with. It. I just felt immediately like, like he like really cared about like me and also the music. And we wrote a song called Echo, which was really my first like song that kind of did well, um, which was like a very exciting like moment in time. And we and we've written probably seventy songs together since then, and he's done so many of them. Rolo, again phenomenal it's it's like I think the main thing especially when you're when you're in a room you know talking about some of the like harder parts of your life or like the things that you know a lot of a lot of the time isn't easy to talk about um it's just really about feeling like heard and loved and accepted and like I remember I did one session once <laughs> which was the complete opposite and I have a song called blames on me which is like the first song where I took essentially accountability for Probably being the the problem in the relationship, and I sat in the session right before I'd written this song. I was like, I have to write a song about just like feeling. It's like the, like the other side of heartbreak, essentially. Like the, the side of like I essentially just broke my own heart. And so I sat in the session. I was talking to the producer. And I was like, Look, like I don't know what it was. I think it I was maybe I was just getting busy with my career for the first time, and like I was just distracted. But I for sure was not um, at all as present as I should have been. And I let this slip and blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was like sad. And I was like, I was like fully crying, like fully weeping. And the producer looks at me and I guess he had maybe just gotten out of a relationship or something, but he just like lit me up. Like he was like, you can't do that to people. Like, and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) worst song I've ever written. But like, it was it, 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 the flip side is pretty wild when, when you find people that you don't work well with it's crazy it's like you go into a little therapy session and your therapist basically telling you you're a bad person
1: yeah that's rough that's <laughs> rough. rough you can't see that if my actual therapist told me I was a bad person that'd no, be rough that'd be rough I shockingly know a lot of people who have been ghosted by their therapist which is kind of the equivalent are they okay? I mean, yeah, but weirdly, like, I know uh, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I need to associate with better people. I don't know. But like, I've, I know like four people have been ghosted by their therapist. That's insane. Yeah. No, if I was right? ghosted by my therapist. Interesting. Yes. That'd be bad. That'd <laughs> very be real bad. Very real. Uh, I wish you cheated. Yes. <laughs> it, it's a great song. I mean, it, it's, thank you. It's a great song about something that, like, is very understandable, very relatable. And, like, yeah, I've heard it in songs before, but you capture it in a different way. You know, this idea that like you wish somebody broke your heart and did you wrong. Yeah. Right tongue. 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 Yeah. Right thong. Yeah. Right thong. Yeah. Right thong. Yeah. Right thong. Yeah. Right uh,
2: for sure. <laughs> what the
1: fuck? Have
2: you heard this? <laughs> Just wait till you hear some of the others. I've heard them. <laughs> they're, they're all dark. They're all pretty dark. Yeah, they're pretty dark. Which is also funny because I'm not a very dark human no, being. No, you're not. Like you're when very you meet happy. me. Well, oh. But got to get it out somehow. I um. Yeah, what do, you, what do you hide behind the smile? You know what I mean? This. This. <laughs> No, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that, I Wish You Cheated, it's, it's, I, I love that song so much, and it's funny, because a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people hear it, and they're like, I wish you would've cheated, slash my heart pieces, and blah, 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 it's basically, essentially saying, like, like, as if they ended things, and I wrote it from the same perspective I wrote Blames On Me From, which, which is basically, like, I feel so guilty for what, like, for essentially ending a relationship that was perfect just because i was overwhelmed and so i wrote it from the from the perspective of me being like i feel so like can i swear no Mm -hmm. yeah oh great shitty about myself and like horrible that i've done this thing i wish you would have done something wrong to make it better and everyone hears it from the flip side which i love about music and art because as soon as you put something out it's like anyone's to perceive however they want which i think is just the most beautiful thing but it's the same thing that happened with 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 blames on me where I put that out about like my own personal experience about fucking up and a lot of people heard it, which I didn't even realize was going to happen from the flip side where they were like basically using it as like this, like apology from their ex, like wishing that they had said that to them. Hmm. And I was like, that's so cool to me. Art. It's art. It's like the that you write these songs in, or, or, or a painting or anything like you, you, an artist makes something and they put it out into the world. It's to be perceived. However it is to be perceived.
1: What fueled being
2: overwhelmed? It was um, right when I had put out my first song and started to do well. So I kind of like hit the ground running and I was traveling a lot, which was obviously something I've wanted to do my whole life. And and, and But I, I don't think I understood exactly what it meant to like keep up relationships while just simply being busy. Um, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. It's something you have to learn, I think. Uh, I don't think
1: yeah you just know how to do it and I think it ebbs and flows like I think some moments you can figure it out and manage it and balance it all and then other moments you can't but I also think what ends up happening it weeds out the real ones from the not real ones right because like absolutely what you're gonna realize real quick is like the people who ride with you even when you go silent and like when you when you pop up and connect it's like no time has passed and they check in on you when they know you need it like those are the real ones you i to say it's I oh
2: my god th- this um this year has been like definitely a positive year for my career, and it's been a horrible year for my personal life. And that's okay. I, I it's it's been a it's been a very it's it's definitely it's good. And now I've like come to terms with it. But like, I lost so many friends for like, and I I didn't even know why it was happening either. And it was like so like so disheartening to me, um, because people just kind of stopped hitting me up,
1: and I was like, well, can I be honest? Like a bunch of different reasons probably fuel that.
2: I. I have literally, I would could love be, to hear what you, what your be. reasons are. Cause I've tried to come up with a trillion different ones. Oh, I mean,
1: it could be a bunch of things. It could be jealousy. I think, yeah. I think right? that's number definitely. one. Cause I think a lot of the people you end up associating with are like you and of like minded people. And yeah. even if they're not like actively chasing it, everybody is secretly chasing it in their fucking brain somewhere and their dream or their totally. imagination, whatever it may be. And then I think the other thing too is like, and you can talk to a bunch of like, talked about this in therapy this morning. I am a collection of all the people we talk about. We talk to, right? We've been talking to people for a long time. Mm. I think there's a big common thread that exists amongst people who are trying to do what you do, and I think it's even heightened now with the democratization of the mediums because the co- competition's crazy, right? And it's not about... There's no gatekeepers to go to. It's solely up to you, and the power yeah. is in your hands, and the success of something is very much up to you, you and your phone, right? Um You've always need a certain level of selfishness to succeed. And like you have to put on blinders to get shit done. Mm. And when you're managing and balancing the most, like it's more than just making music. Like I think when you're making music you may have more time to be social, but when you're touring and you're promoting and you're doing a bunch of fucking things like I oh, don't know dude, you need to be a little so- a little selfish to get it done. So, whether you're knowing it or not, you could also be like distancing yourself from people. Yeah, um, But again, the real ones will still appear when you choose to pop back in.
2: You yes. know what I'm saying? I 100% agree. I think that one of the main conclusions I came to was exactly that. That I think when you get, when you're touring and, and, and traveling and just busy, you you do, you do inevitably will be a little more distant with people. Like, it's, you know, you're not going to be texting 24-7 you you're or be calling 24-7. There's some okay. days where you can't, and that's okay. And I think that, especially when it's like a switch up, in a friendship like a quick switch up I think people maybe can get insulted by that or maybe they like feel hurt and instead of coming to like talk about it and like give you a call being like this is happening like and I had some friends that did that which I appreciated so much because I'm not I don't want to ghost anyone or like whatever but like sometimes you, it happens, it just happens and um I think I think yeah I think a lot of people kind of just just assumed that I was being a
1: dick <laughs> But the real ones will call you and talk it through and wonder what's going that's on and are thing. you okay?
2: And the, and the real, real ones, we never had a conversation. Like, yeah, we're still just that, best friends. That's what,
1: t- that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, you got, like, we've been doing this show for 17 years, uh-huh. and I've made some of my best friends through this show that have been my best friends. I, I like, dude, it's been like 14 years, you know, that we've been best friends. And we, I get, like, trust me, the yeah. real ones stick around. And they don't go anywhere. And maybe at one and, and some moments in life, you may have a hundred friends. Some moments in life, you may have five. But yeah, that I, same five will ride with you no matter who the fuck comes in and out. Hundred percent. You really only need you one don't, friend. Too. Yeah, you, <laughs> <don't> <laughs> you need, need a ton.
2: I I um my, my manager says to me a lot, and it was, it was something really cool. Uh, um, and and I think something I realized too this year is that some people are really also meant to be in your life for like a season. And then summer meant like forever. Totally. And it's interesting looking back, not even like this last year, but like, you know, through high school and everything, like people I was close with and like, I I maybe still speak to like one person from high school, but like when I was in high school, like that friend group was like my life. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's, it's interesting. And there's no bad blood between anybody in that. It's just like people grow up and have Mm -hmm. different jobs and move away and just kind of live their life. And like some people just
1: grow apart and that's fine. I have like six or seven friends that have been my friend for like fifteen years, oh, that's and that's what I need. And again, like moments we've gone and we've we've gone distant, but we've always been there. And to be honest, during COVID, a lot of us reconnected in a very deep way because we all had time. And COVID was wild it was interesting. For that. Yeah, it was really interesting. I never thought of that. Like, um, spent a lot a lot of time with my friends that we hadn't because we had been so busy for so many years that like we ended up just spending every day together. Like, Yuck. like, no, like fucking, we just blurred into one. I, it was so
2: funny. I had a conversation yesterday with one of my friends, um, that I met like during COVID being like one of the, one of the probably only positives for COVID for me was that I, I developed some really beautiful friendships yeah. because all you had during that period, it's exactly opposite of what we're talking about now. It's all all now. you had was time. It's like you like you could spend all day talking to people. I made so many beautiful friendships during that time that are like still my best friends now. Special, special.
1: So why do you only do six
2: songs on every project? What's
1: you know, the deal with that?
2: I, there's no real rhyme or reason to that, to be honest. But it's uh, I haven't put out an album yet.
1: It's just EP. So this will be my third EP. <laughs> what are we like? What 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 are you what are you running from?
2: You know, I just feel like I've always thought there's just such like. I've done this so many times where I've like basically had my album done and I'm like, no, this can't be my debut album. And I want it to, I just want it to be like a perfect moment. I've come to realize there's never going to be a perfect moment to put out your debut album. Like I want it, you know, obviously I want to put it out and it's going to stream great and people are going to love it. But the reality is you could put out a project, it could totally fucking tank and like people could not like it and that's fine. So I'm putting out this EP and I'm like very, very proud of this EP and it's kind of a collection of the last like year of my life. In six songs, so like a very condensed version. But um, I, I, I've basically I do have an album coming soon, which I'm really, really excited about, and it's it's basically done. And these are the songs that like I wanted to put up first, and wanted people to go to hear. And like oh, the last year, I've put out a, a few songs that, that I think have definitely deepened my the, the connection with with me and 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 the people that support my music, like by far, because it's a lot a lot more honest than I think it was before. And not that it wasn't honest before, but I also just think I'm more willing to talk about things now. Hmm. And, and again, that might be go, go back to what we were talking about earlier about feeling just insecure. But um, I kind of got to the point where I was just like, like, fuck it. Like, I want to talk about this stuff. And so like, this project called If You Only Knew. And If You Only Knew, which is the the, the lead track off the EP is Who's about- you? You? So this is crazy. So the song, it's a it's a very dark, dark song. Like, it's about- suicidal thoughts and wanting to die essentially and you is my mom so I went to the studio that day and I wrote this song um and I sat down I was basically like I want to write an open letter format song to my mom essentially about how I'm feeling or how I felt and it was and it was a 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 and it was a, 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 and it was 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 a, 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 and it was 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 a, 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 and it was 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 a, 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 and it was 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 and it was, a, and it was a medication and just like, was like, I got to get this under control. Cause it's not like a sustainable way of living. Um, and so I went to the studio and I was like, I have to write, cause I hadn't felt those feelings in so long, but I was feeling them again, which was like, you know, lightly traumatic. So I, lightly <laughs> walked into the studio. And I was like, I need to write this song because also people, fucking, life is fucking hard and people are hurting. And that's just like the truth of it. And I wanted to go in and write an absolutely brutally honest song about how I was feeling at that point, which I had really never done. I have a song called I'm Trying, which is sort of about that, but like not, this is like I'm trying on like steroids, where it's just like, it's just completely honest. And we wrote this song again, basically like an open format to my mom, essentially basically being like, this is how I'm feeling. If I would have told her how I was feeling, if I was like when I was 17 and and it all got brought up again. And it's, I posted it for the first time yesterday and it literally like, I was in a session, I had to step out, I was like sobbing. I'm very emotional if you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, like reading the comments on the video because they're so heartbreaking. And it's like people basically like relating to the song and like talking about their own personal experiences about, you know, their their own lives or the, or the lives of people close to them who have like taken their lives. And it's just like wild. But I'm, I'm so, I, I feel so fulfilled putting this song out because it's basically something I've wanted to say for so long and I want to just like I want to do like I said I want to do more of the covers <laughs> like, I want to like use whatever I have to like share some of my story on this side too because it's 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 something I've dealt with for a long time and and I don't really talk about it but I'm like why the fuck don't I talk about it
1: but you're doing it through your music yes but you are and you aren't right because art is art and it becomes something that's totally different to me than it is to you right 100%. But it is interesting knowing that like you you analyze and obsess over guilt because guilt makes its way into so much of the themes of your music. Exactly. It is it, wild. Guilt is a huge and it's probably it's probably it's a no crazy surprise. It's Yeah, <laughs> like it is. Like it is very much like it it, it 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 it's in so much of what you
2: do. It's it literally is. It's it's from when I was a kid too, like just how I live my life. Like I used to like be in like elementary school and i would maybe like and it could be something as so simple as like i would like break a pencil by accident and it would feel like the feeling you get from that feeling i would get from that is like as like a whatever five-year-old like i'm just like the worst person on the planet and like i did this because of like xyz and like all that like all these like it's just like your brain just starts like sending you into this crazy rabbit hole but you can't like Get yourself out of it. It's 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 OCD is anxiety. Totally. It's just a strain of anxiety.
1: So can you talk to me about October? Is oh that gosh. tied
2: to seasons? So October is a really fun song. That's one of the only ones I haven't teased at all yet. October is basically a timeline of 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 four months. It's really hard to explain unless you hear the song. But it's basically a timeline of um, when you. You know, maybe first end something and you're like heartbroken and then it kinda just gets better. And then it gets better and it's better and it's better and it's better and it gets better, 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 better and then it gets really, really fucking bad. And then you like miss them so much. And that's October. So it kind of starts it the song really starts in July and ends in October. And it's like the timeline of that.
1: Of a relationship.
2: Of of a of a breakup. Oh I I feel like the last the last breakup I had was like a six month delayed heartbreak really it was a really interesting thing it was the it was it was the it was a relationship where i, I was talking about how how i thought i was too busy and just ended it because i was overwhelmed um when i ended the relationship i had like this huge i felt like a weight off my shoulders i was like i was like you know this like s- stress in my life i think i, I was like con- also convincing myself that it just needed to happen um also was the first real relationship i'd ever been in and i was horrified <laughs> but like i get it i i um for the first few months, I was like, I was so busy too. And I was like, okay, like, it's just like, my life is just like a little simpler. Like, like I, right now is all I can focus on. And, and then like a few months after that, I was like, mm, well, I'm a little sad. Like I do, I do, you know, miss what I had. And then like, two months after that, I was like, oh my God, it was my fault. And I didn't like realize that until like six months later. And that's kind of what October is about.
1: That's interesting. Like you broke up with somebody and you didn't feel any guilt. And then it hit you a, like a ton of bricks and then you realized that you were the you were to blame yeah I but mean yeah, I mean you I, broke up with them
2: yeah I was I was so I was so focused on myself I think at that point which you were talking about like sometimes yeah. being an artist you have to be a little selfish totally and it was like it was also the first time I'd really seen any success and I was like like I was like like literally holding on to it for dear life I was like I will do literally anything to keep this going because I've been working like almost a decade to like any of this. I had,
1: I totally forgot that you're 24 years old and I met you when you were 18. Yeah. Who's been doing this longer? Jesus.
2: It's been, it's been a minute and it's, it's this year really is the first year that I've seen like some like real, like, I don't want to say success, but like what I've wanted to see for like a long time, just like people caring a little more. And they do care. It's, it's dude, it's, it's been been like, so I think that's, I think that's what it was. And I, I, I was just, I was just, holding on to dear life and so everything else in my life at that point I was just like I was like this is my main focus like I have to put all my eggs in this basket and then I spent the year also just like head down working as hard as I could and I let so much of life pass me by too and I had this whole moment where I was like whoa I was like not only did I fuck up my relationship but also like I gotta I gotta like I gotta like reorganize a little bit of my life I think because if you only work and you just You just keep your head down and you just like, you know, have your goals and what I like. Like life starts to become very black and white. No to 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 black and white. Black and, black and white black and white black and white and it was also the first song that i was like i said honesty is a, is a is a thing i've been trying to like really work on the last year and just like being so honest uh in my music and just in my personal life um that song was so honest I, no way a year and a half, two years ago i would have written that song i would have been like that nah, wasn't my fault like, <laughs> but honestly i don't think so so I think there's a, I think there's a made I think there's a huge lesson there. I also do believe, do you, do you all believe that, that that, that everything kind of happens for a reason? Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Same. And you cut people out like in the moment, if your gut was telling you, or even if it was delayed over time and you finally realized and cut the cord, it was the right thing to do no matter what, like mm-hmm. it was the right thing. And ultimately like you never know what's going to come in until you get rid of what just can't be. 100%. So yeah.
2: 100%. You, it's, and that, yeah, that's another that's another hard lesson to learn, I think. Oh, you yeah. Gotta, you got to do it once, and then it gets a little easier.
1: <laughs> Dude, it, it could result in you carrying dead weight or carrying around something that you really shouldn't that's way more toxic, that causes a lot more headache and heartache than it should, and yeah, prolonging things. I mean, time is the most valuable thing in this world, so. Ex- I mean, exactly. I think that that, that, that also goes back to, to, to exactly what I was saying. Like,
2: I, I, I ended the relationship because I was like, I have only so much time to, mm-hmm. like, Work on my career, and I have to focus on that. And then I was like, "Okay, but if I spend all my time doing one thing, what is life?"
1: Yeah, but you needed that at the time, I and did. now you have the ability to go and find balance because you can look at it from a better perspective. Having a lot, a, a, a lot of new shit under your belt, you know, you've accomplished a lot, you've done a lot, you've created a more, of, more of a foundation. Dude, th- th- yeah, more of a found- more of a foundation,
2: which has been really lovely. And 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 coming back, especially, I just spent like the last like six months touring and i came back to town like a month ago and it's been it's honestly been one of the best months of my whole life like i've spent the time like you know i feel like i found like a balance for the first time where i'm like working and like doing my thing and seeing friends and like talking to people and just like having fun and i feel like life has some more like just like color back into it and again it doesn't obviously just it's not just like you know, this career, it's any career. Like I know so many people from finance or lawyers or doctors that they, everyone just, you, you, you definitely have a period where you go so hard and then you got to take a step back.
1: Yeah. But then there might be another moment where you go hard again. Like, you know what I mean? But again, the right people who will ride with you no matter what. (laughs) If you only knew is waiting for you and all of Alexander Stewart's music is waiting for you on Amazon music. There's going to be a link in the description below. If you want to listen to it. Yeah. Tell your story, man. Focus on the originals.
0: Well, he never will. That's written from third person, right? Yeah,
2: first first song that I've written from a third person perspective. Trippy. What's that? Trippy, kind of. Trippy. Yeah, for sure. I've wanted to for a long time, and I never have because I didn't know, I didn't know really how to be honest. But like, I think I, I think I got sort of tired of just telling my own stories, because everyone like there's so many people around me who have such incredible, incredible stories or heartbreaking stories, and I'm like, I want I want that to be told. And so I, that's actually about my best friend. And a relationship she was, she was in and it was, it just killed me. Like she was being so, she was just being mistreated and, and like she could see it, but she, you know, when someone's like in love with someone, you just will convince yourself that everything is completely fine. And oh, like, they'll change. My and, life. <laughs> you We're know, we've <laughs> probably all been there, but it's, it, it's as a friend watching that. Oh, hard. It's hard. Because, you know, you care about your friends so deeply and watching them just like in pain all the time because of this relationship they're in. And I'm sure everyone in this room has been there, has seen that happen to one of their friends. And so I, um, I, 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 I wrote that song. You never will just basically being like, please end it, please. Um, and I played it for her after they broke up.
1: Interesting. Out. Did you push her to break up with him?
2: No, I didn't, well, (laughs) I didn't like sit down and be like, you got to break up with him. But I, I think as a friend, it's your, it's your responsibility to tell, to, to give your honest opinion. Um, and, 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 and I I did that for sure. I didn't tell her obviously what to do. Like that's her decision at the end of the day, but I could, all I could do is sit there and give her uh, an opinion of hopefully someone that she respects. And that was kind of that. A few months later, they broke up, and 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 I was happy.
1: And now you have a song. Then I have a
0: song. And now you can listen to it. There's a link in the description below. It's all on Amazon Music. I think you've also talked about this before, but you don't often use pronouns in your lyrics. I noticed that that song had the word he in the title.
2: This is a really interesting conversation, actually. So, I I don't I don't I I didn't for a long time use pronouns in my music, and that started from. From forever ago, actually. It was like, my, 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 the first album I ever bought was In Lonely Hour by Sam Smith, which mm-hmm. I just think is
1: more There's of the no best. pronouns on that either, right? Or a lot? Not
2: a lot. Uh. There are a few songs, but I remember thinking that it was just the coolest thing, because no matter who was listening to it, the moment, I think especially with like hyper-emotional music, people relate to it very deeply. Oh, it's totally. not like you're listening to like some pop song on the radio, which also fucking love but like I, I obviously like writing more emotional songs um and so when you when you write emotional songs typically you have a deeper level of connection with the people listening to it and then the moment that you say any pronoun kind of just like takes someone out of it a little bit i agree and so I, for a long time i was well, and I mean still currently, except for He Never Will, which was the only third person song, which is why I was like, okay, that's fine. Because <laughs> there's someone else's story. But um I, I just decided that I, I didn't I didn't wanna I didn't want to use pronouns in any of my music. I just thought it was like I wanted whoever was gonna listen to it to feel like they could like actually relate to it. And it's something, yeah, it's it's interesting because I talked about this like a year ago too, and someone like brought it up and noticed it. And it's 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 a really it was a conscious decision I made when I was like eighteen.
0: Beautiful. Final thoughts, yeah? What'd you and Billy Eilish talk about? Ugh my God, the
2: best moment of my life. Um, I literally walked up to Billy at this like little event that was happening, and um, <laughs> it's so funny. I I walked up and I, I I was like I was like slightly rehearsing what I was gonna say because I was like I don't want to like choke right now because I love Billy Eilish. So I, I walked up and I was like I just want to say that I adore your music and I think you are such an important voice for our entire generation that was missing for so long. And she was like, "Oh my god, thank you so much!" And then she was like, "You have the most beautiful eyes." And I was like, "Thank you." (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she she was she was like, "I saw you from across the room," and I I had literally no idea what to say at that point. So I just looked at her and was like, "Can I have a photo?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Not quite that intensely, but I was I was I was a little um, I was I was definitely caught off guard. It was. It's probably one of the only times I've ever been like, whoa, like a little star shock. Let me see your eyes. You got ocean eyes? I don't have green eyes. Oh, that's still nice. It's like swamp eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> eyes as deep as moss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oof.
1: Uh, Alexander Stewart's Music's waiting for you. <laughs> Click the link in the description below. It's all on Amazon Music. You good? Yep. Thanks for hanging out, man. Oh, thank you for having me. This was great. Yeah, come back when it's album time. If you want. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah,
0: no pressure. Can I also make one other comment? You do have a song called Drunk Thought, mm-hmm. and you almost put it as like being a drunk thought to a bad thing. I almost think it's a good thing. Really? It's almost like... like if Why do you want to be only a drunk thought and not a sober one? Because I, I don't like to commit. No, but relationships should mm-hmm. have the ability to flourish in sober and drunken states. If someone's only calling me when they're drunk, it's like, great. If you're not drunk... We'll stay, stay, you know, keep our distance. Well, that's clearly what you want. It's like, called want, a booty call.
1: Like, you don't want a real partner, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, okay. Well, see, that's how you relate to the song. I wrote it from the perspective
2: of being just like madly in love with somebody that only like fucks with me when they're
1: drunk. Yeah, obliterated. Yeah. yeah been there too. Uh, it's Not a great feeling when you like really <laughs> like the person. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah.
0: Maybe if you're like, from your perspective. Yeah, from my perspective, it's like, okay. I don't have to commit to this thing. Yeah, because Dan's not trying when they're not drunk. But I understand if you're in love with the person and they're <laughs> only... Yeah, what was Yeah. No, like, you, you're
1: just, like, you're not ringing their phone Monday through Thursday, you know? You're, you're, your calls start Friday after 7. Yeah, it's a little weekend thing.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A little booty call. Yeah. Drunk, T-H-O-T. Thought. Oh. Honestly, when I put that, when I started... <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> when I put that, <laughs> when I started teasing that song or wrote that song I was honestly terrified that people were just gonna like clown me and be like like for that like drunk thought like cause you could technically listen to it in that aspect
0: you know what who cares you know people are gonna hate on you no matter what you do yeah art is up for interpretation so go and listen to the EP
1: it's waiting for you on Amazon Music anything else? no <laughs> you good? yeah right. Alexander Stewart everybody
0: <laughs> oh,
1: thank you for having
0: me. It's the Zach Sang Show.